0: I would say if you want to start creating, you know, digital products, online courses, that kind of thing, don't go straight in and try and create this massive 10 module course because that's not going (laughs) to work. You need to discover what works for you. And so I think a great way to start would be to run a masterclass or create a small like template bundle or something like that. Something that you can kind of dip your toe into the water, see if you like creating, showing up and creating this way, and then see how your audience responds to it as well. Welcome to the Podcast to Amplify
1: show, the podcast for women leaders who are ready to spend less time feeding the algorithm and more focused time leveraging podcasting as a strategic tool to accelerate their business growth. I'm your host, Rosemary Calendar, podcast launch strategist, mom of one, and Netflix chocoholic. You're in the right place if you want to learn everything you need to know about creating a strategic and intentional podcast that attracts high quality leads and visibility opportunities for your business. Now, are you ready to amplify your voice impact and revenue? Then let's head into this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Growth Without Socials series. Today, I'm speaking with Tish. Tish Collins is a business mentor, marketing strategist, and the host of the Simple Marketing Podcast. Through the implementation of sustainable business and marketing strategies, she's here to help you create more time, freedom, and profit in your life and business. Tish has spent the last four years building a life-first business that allows her to work minimal hours, travel the world, and prioritize spending time with her loved ones. Now she's here to help you do the same. Hi, Tish. Welcome to the show. I am so excited that we were finally able to make this happen. How are
0: you? Hi, Rosemary. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. I think this conversation, although it's a different conversation, we'll have you on again for sure, but this conversation has been on the books for a while. I was a guest on your show a few months ago, um, which was a beautiful conversation. And so I thought of you, of course I did, when it came to this special podcast series, because as I just said, you have successfully built a life-first business that allows you to work minimal hours. And I'm sure a part of that has been building your business off social media. So I'm jumping a gun because I'm really excited for this conversation. But before we dive in, I'd love it if you could share a little bit more about you and how you got started in your business.
0: Of course, yeah. So, my main goal is to help you build a business that you are in love with. So, I have been a victim of all the sleazy marketing tactics and strategies and the belief that you have to do business a certain way if you want to be successful. And so for the first year of my business, I was not running a business that I enjoyed. I was following all these made up rules and using traditional marketing strategies and I hated it. So now I help online business owners um, build a business that actually feels good to them. One that allows you to put your life first and spend more time doing the things you love outside of your business. So yeah, that is me in a nutshell.
1: Beautiful. And would you say, well, let me rephrase that. What part has social media played, specifically Instagram? Because that is the one platform that I find a lot more hard work (laughs) than the others. So what role has social media played in your business?
0: I will say that social media at the start did play a big part, but I came into the online space back in 2019. So Instagram was really going off back then. Like there was so much engagement, so much more than there is now anyway. And so I did leverage that a lot back in the day, but I will say that that was to the detriment of my email list. I didn't leverage that as much as I should have. And it's only been the past year and a half maybe that I've really started to grow my email list. And I've put so much more emphasis on that recently because I have seen the decline in numbers on Instagram, how much more effort it is. And also just showing up on Instagram specifically for me anyway, it's just not lighting me up in the way that it used to. Like there's so much content to create. There's so much less engagement and it's just not as fun as it once was. So what
1: is the difference? Because I only jumped on social media when I started my business. So 2020. I had profiles before, but they were just there. So what would you say the difference is? Because you spoke about, you know, it sounds as though it's a lot more effort now. Mm -hmm. You mentioned creating a lot more content now. How is that? Because in my mind, I always imagine that Instagram is a place where you have to create this content, but it sounds as though it might not have been the case back in 2019. Is that right?
0: I mean, I did create a lot of content. So I was creating like three posts a week, but then those posts that I was creating, they were performing really well. And then at that same time I was showing up on stories as well. But I think now what kind of puts me off Instagram or makes me not as inspired to show up is that I'm creating like static posts, carousels, whatever, and it's being shown to like 100, 200 people and the effort that goes into that just doesn't seem to be worth it anymore.
1: So, because I know you still have a presence on Instagram. So Mm -hmm. what does that presence look like? How are you using Instagram today in 2024?
0: So as we're recording this, actually, I am currently in the process of setting up a 12 grid on Instagram. Yeah, I know you have a nine grid, Rosemary. (laughs) Nine grid, yeah. But for those of you who don't know, it's basically like a funnel of nine or 12 Instagram posts that introduce you, your brand, your offers. And the idea is that when someone new comes to your profile, they make their way through those static posts and learn what they need to know about you. But it means that you're not showing up on your feed anymore. And honestly, it just feels like a lot less pressure. So I do still use social media lightly. I use Instagram stories and I do love to hang out there because that's more like real raw behind the scenes. And then threads as well. But I'm just not putting as much pressure on myself to show up anymore.
1: Yeah, no, I love that you're doing the 12 grid. This is something that's come up quite a lot on threads. Like I think last week, there was lots of different conversations about having nine grids. And I was like, yes, because when I put mine up back in January, 2023, as soon as it was there and I could see it you just feel this immense pressure like you said it was just lifted um and you can change if in six months you want to start posting to your feed if by some miracle you know the algorithm changes and we go back to 2019 you can absolutely like start posting again but in the here and now it just relieves all that pressure And I can't remember what episode it was, um, but for our listeners, I will drop the link in the show notes. I had a guest on, Kristen, who was the original creator of The Nine Grid, and she and I had an amazing conversation. So I'll link that in the show notes if you want to learn more about The Nine Grid strategy. But Tish, one question that came to mind as you were talking was around what was that defining moment, that moment of, okay, I need to focus on my email list. Like Instagram is not it. Was it like a light bulb moment or did you gradually move over? What was that for you?
0: I wouldn't say there was necessarily like one defining moment, but more a combination of things. So I have always had an email list. I originally found it quite difficult to grow. And since I started my business, I think for the first three years or so i maybe only gained like 700 subscribers and i i just didn't know how to grow it um but with seeing a lot of creators on instagram getting their accounts disabled getting locked out of their accounts not being able to get back in i was like that cannot happen to me because if that does i am like i'm screwed <laughs> like i my business my whole business was on social media and that just wasn't sustainable in any way and so i made it a priority to really focus on building that email list and i've seen such great results since i've started prioritizing that
1: yeah so let's dig into those results because i am also guilty of neglecting <laughs> my email list and putting all my energy into instagram um what i love about your story i mean there's many things i love about your story <laughs> but in relevance to today's conversation I'd love to chat about how you got started, um, you know, creating digital products and the role that they have played in helping you to grow your list so that you could move away or shift your focus away from Instagram.
0: Yeah. So when I first started my business, I solely worked with one-on-one clients and for a while I really loved it. Like I got to, I got to really know my clients. I got to serve them in such an intimate way and it was really rewarding. But eventually, I got to the point where my calendar was full, I was always on calls, and the introvert in me just hated it. I I wanted more freedom, and I didn't want to always have to be on a call to make more money. So I began to brainstorm ways that I could bring more freedom into my business. And that's when I decided to launch my first digital product. Um, It was a $57 offer that I created and launched within a couple of weeks. And by the end of that launch, I had over a hundred people purchase that offer. So yeah, it was, it was really great. And for context at that time, I think I had maybe 500 people on my list. I had around two or 3,000 Instagram followers. So I didn't have like a huge audience at all and all of my marketing was organic, but it really did help me to start growing my list and obviously get more people into my world. And
1: what was that $57 product?
0: So I still have this in my office suite now. It was called the Story Lounge. But back then, it was just a Trello board of Instagram story scripts. And now it is it's evolved into like a whole membership. So it was social media focused. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Why did you choose digital products? Because I am speaking to five or six different women experts as part of this series. And I feel really blessed because you're, you've are you each grown your businesses through a different strategy. And so I'm always curious about like, why did you pick email marketing? Why did you pick joint venture partnerships? So for you, Tish, why did you pick digital products? Is it because it was linked to growing your email list or you were drawn to it for another reason?
0: It wasn't originally with the intention of growing my list. I think mm. that is more of a happy byproduct, but... The reason I originally wanted to create digital products was because I was exhausted, like I said, with the one-on-one calls all of the time. And I wanted a way to help people and make money without always having to show up and give away my energy all the time.
1: Gotcha. So what was the next step? in your journey. So you've seen success with this $57 product, which is amazing. A hundred people in, in a couple of weeks is fantastic. That must've motivated you like, oh my goodness, like, wow, these results are amazing. Like what was the next step that you took?
0: Yeah. So that definitely affirmed to me that this was digital products were the path that I wanted to go down. And from that initial launch of that first digital product, I asked my audience I asked the students that came in, I was like, what do you want from me next? And they said, I want help with my content as a whole. And that is when I created my first online course, Content That Sells. And that focused more on how to create a content strategy across multiple platforms. So that really fed into more sustainable ways to grow your business. And yeah, it it came from what my audience, my students were telling me that they wanted. And so that's how I kind of began to take those next steps.
1: I love that because that's what a huge part of like marketing is, right? Just going, and what I talk about on the podcast, rather than scratching your head, trying to work out what to talk about, just go straight to your audience. So I love that you spoke to your audience and then you created what it was they said they needed. I absolutely love that. So I know at the moment you've got, How many digital products have you got? Maybe seven? That's asking.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) you've got a few. (laughs) I've got a few, yeah. Because I just I just opened up like an email template shop. So I think I've got four of those, but yeah.
1: Okay, I think I missed that news. So so I've got a few. Okay, so you've got a few. And I've always been fascinated by how people like yourself can come up and create digital products because I have created digital products, but just for bundles, right? Just as a free resource put into a bundle to grow my list. What is your process? I know you said that you ask your audience what it is that they're looking for, but like, how do you turn that feedback into like a live thing (laughs) that people can buy that they really... Get excited by, they get results by. And then, yeah, do you have like a process that if someone was listening and thinking, you know, Tisha's really inspired me, maybe they're where you are now with, you know, where you were then with, you know, feeling burnt out with one to one and they want to try digital products, what advice or tips would you give them?
0: So I would say if you want to start creating, you know, digital products, online courses, that kind of thing. Don't go straight in and try and create this massive 10 module course because that's not going to work. <laughs> you need to discover what works for you. And so I think a great way to start would be to run a masterclass or create a small like template bundle or something like that. Something that you can kind of dip your toe into the water, see if you like creating, showing up and creating this way, and then see how your audience responds to it as well because That's what matters the most. You need to know what works for you, what works for your audience, and what is actually going to sell.
1: Yeah, I absolutely love that. In terms of how you market your digital products, I know you've grown your email list tremendously. And if you are willing to share the numbers, then I invite you to do so. But you've really grown your list quite a lot in the last couple of years or so, right? Yeah, considering how you now use Instagram and I know you have a Facebook group for your students um, and clients, but how do you market your new products? You just mentioned your new email template shop. Like most people would think I've got to post about this 2,500 times <laughs> on Instagram. What has your marketing strategy been for your digital products?
0: So right now, most of my marketing does actually take place on email. So I know you just said that you'd like to know kind of how I grew that list. So in the past year, I have grown my list to up to 7,000 people. One of the big ways that I have grown my list is actually through bundles, like you mentioned, Rosemary. And it's by giving away a low ticket offer that is really going to resonate with my ideal client, not something general that everyone is gonna want, something that people are going like my ideal client is really going to resonate with. And I'll give that away in the bundle. And then I'm getting people into my audience who are my ideal clients. And I'm using my email to nurture them, to sell to them. I set up trip wires and order bumps so that a lot of the time they are turning into instant customers rather than just free subscribers. So that's kind of like how I'm growing my list. But then I also have my podcast. I have my blog. I have Pinterest. So I have multiple ways that I'm bringing people into my world. And honestly, Instagram isn't a massive way anymore. Like I am rarely posting about my digital products or my podcast or anything on Instagram. So.
1: I love that you've mentioned the podcast because there's some things that you do with your podcast. I think I've talked about you on, the, on this podcast before that we need to really touch on <laughs> about how you leverage your podcast to bring in that additional income by promoting your affiliate stuff. Are you able to talk a little bit more about that strategy?
0: Yeah, I can, I can talk about that. One thing that has worked well in terms of affiliate marketing for me is placing ads in my podcast. So, I always have my main intro that you get at the start of every episode. I then have a brief introduction of me explaining what the episode is going to be like and then before we get into the main bulk of the show I'll place an ad and it might be going to one of my offers or sometimes I'll market something I'm an affiliate for like Thrivecart or Marketing Magic or something like that and that has worked really well so I'll always put the link in the show notes but then when I put out the accompanying email that goes with that episode, I'm also talking about it in there. So when I promote my podcast via email, I'm not just like, this is what the podcast about, this is what we talk about, like go and listen. I always give, like I pull a section out, I'm teaching or sharing my opinion, I'm, I'm giving them value. And then I'm saying, we actually went a lot more deep into this over on the podcast, so here's the link to listen. And then I have a footer at the bottom where I say other things that you might want to know about. And in this section is where I'll often promote other things like um, affiliate sales that are happening, bundles I'm a part of, summits that are happening. And that sees a lot of clicks, actually. I get a lot of clicks through that and it has worked really, really well. And it's it's so low effort as well.
1: Yeah, it's really, really low, low effort. I know when I started listening to your podcast, I did like a double take. I was like, because I think my brain registered it was an ad, but it wasn't the ad that I was expecting. And so I shuffled back like 30, 60 (laughs) seconds. I was like, what is Tish talking about? And I was like, "Ah, that's really clever. Like I am terrible with my affiliates. Like I'm really, really terrible. And so I love how you have interwoven that not just by dropping it in the show notes, you've really made it part of your episode and you're repeating it in multiple places. Are you able to track? So are you using like, um, what do you call them? Like unique links to see where most traffic is coming from. Is it your email or is it your podcast
0: show notes? Do you know? You know what? I'm not and I should, but it's a task for another day. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's we've always got tasks for another day. I was just really curious. I mean, that is something that I think many podcasts and business owners should do and something that I added to my to-do list this morning. Um, But yeah, it'd be kind of good to know like, where is the most traffic coming from? But I love that you are, as you mentioned, Pinterest. Pinterest is a really, really good place to be. And so how are you leveraging Pinterest? Is it show notes, your digital products, anything else or just those two?
0: So for every podcast I write, I also write a blog post and after I record my episode I sit down to write that blog post I then create five to ten pins that directly link to the blog post and then they can choose whether they want to read it whether they want to um, listen to the podcast and then I create the I create the occasional pin towards affiliate marketing but not too many really.
1: I love that I mean that's a whole episode within itself but that's a conversation that I just wanted to touch on because I've mentioned your approach on the podcast before. And so I just wanted to give our listeners a bit of a more rounded, you know, story directly from the person who's introduced it. So before we wrap up, Tish, is there anything else in terms of leveraging digital products, building your business off social media that you would like to share with our listeners that we haven't touched on
0: I feel like we've covered a lot, but I would honestly just say that if you feel burnt out by social media, if it's not lighting you up anymore, like you do not have to be over there. There are definitely other ways to build your business like we've spoken about today. And just don't be afraid to take a break if you want to throw up a nine grid, throw up a 12 grid, like it's, it's fine just to leave for a while and focus on other forms of marketing.
1: Yeah, I love that. Um, So tell us a little bit more about your freebie.
0: Yeah, so I have a free offer called the Low Ticket Offer Starter Kit. And it is specifically for people who want to create their first low ticket offer, but don't really know where to start. So this is basically going to guide you step by step through that process of identifying what your low ticket offer should be, the tools you need to create it, how to create it, and then the initial steps to marketing it. So I'm sure Rosemary you'll put the link in the show notes for that yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I'll definitely include all the links um including where people can find you. I know we've talked about Instagram, but is there anywhere else that they could connect with you?
0: Yeah, so as you say you can always connect with me on Instagram. I'm at marketing with tish and I have a podcast as well. It's called the Simple Marketing Podcast where I like to share bite-sized, no-fluff online marketing advice to help you build your business on your own terms. Tish is
1: also a contributor in the Biz Beyond the Gram bundle. So if you are listening to this episode between the 26th of February and the 1st of March when the bundle is live, you can click the link in the show note to sign up for the bundle. And Tish has very kindly gifted her freebie. Is it freebie to, is it your welcome sequence? Freebie
0: to customer email welcome sequence. That's it.
1: As well as your content that sells. So the digital product that you spoke about before is included in the premium tier of the bundle. So if you, you know, are interested in learning more and, you know, seeing and experiencing Tish's digital products firsthand, please sign up for the bundle. It's only going to be available for a limited time and then all the products will be going back to their normal pricing. Tish, thank you so, so much for joining me on the podcast today. We will definitely have you back in the near future to dig a little bit deeper into affiliate marketing or maybe how to build a life first business. Like There's so much <laughs> that I couldn't talk to you about. But for now, thank you so much and we will reconnect soon.
0: Yes, I can't wait. Thank you so much for inviting me onto the podcast. It has been an absolute pleasure.
1: Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Podcast to Amplify show. I want to hear from you. Reach out on Instagram and let me know your next action step towards creating a strategic and intentional podcast that grows your business and personal brand. Also, can I ask a favor? Can you share this episode on your story so more impact-driven female business owners just like you are encouraged to use their voices to make a global impact? Thanks so much, and I'll see you in the next episode.